Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. I have to say, I'm very glad we are here for year three. When we started this project out, I'm kind of surprised we've made it this far in some respect. Yeah, very, you say that all the time. You're I'm, right. I'm really glad we've made it this far. I'm really excited that we're going to talk about a baseball season right now instead of that awful lockout we were having to go through for all those months. And and if you go back and you listen to episode 101, right, the first episode we did, um, you can tell we've come a long way, yeah. at least in sound quality. At least in sound quality. <laughs> just you know, The content's not maybe the same. Uh, but probably a little bit better. Um, but here we are. It is. We are on the dawn of, uh, the season starting. We're about like what a week out. Yep. Yep. The season starts, uh, uh, actually on April 7th. So eight days. So, 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 yep. Um, it's interesting thinking about, you know, this season because this was one of the biggest off seasons in baseball history that I can really remember. Not just in terms of the lockout, but in terms of the money that was thrown around at some of these players. When you look at the names that moved around the major leagues this year, it's kind of crazy. Right, right. And so we're going to do, you're right, and we're going to do our picks, which we don't often talk about current baseball stuff. We think of it more historically or whatnot, but it's fun to to have us pick. And we're fans, right? So we don't have the access that uh, some of the pundits and experts have and the access to players and interviewing people and talking to them or going and watching spring training games and doing that. But We have watched spring training games. But, but he, here's the thing. I, I think, you know, the, 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 with all the changes you talked about, new players, players moving around and, and Freeman going to the Dodgers and all that – I'm going to go on a limb and think that our picks are not going to be that different this season than they were last season. No, that's the funny part. They're going to sound very, very similar right, to right? last season, except in a couple places. So, um, and even then, that just feels more because we have better insight into what those gray areas were from a year ago. It does not feel like, despite you know Texas shelling out God knows how much money, doesn't feel like the balance of powers changed that much in the AL West. Right on, and 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 I'm happy for the for the Rangers that they actually did something. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a different year for baseball overall because we're kind of coming out of the weirdness of last season where there were all the COVID rules and that 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 kind of stuff, and we're getting back to what feels like a bit more of standard stuff. There's less like weird specific pandemic rules in place this year uh, but there's like. still a few left over i mean come on they they still have and i had to look around with this we still have the crazy three batter rule and 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 I, I i this is just a personal thing i don't really understand why taking away that strategic thing from the manager is really helping the games move that faster i just don't believe it would have as much impact as if they put in the pitch clock i mean i'd also like to say it really doesn't make sense because if you're thinking about it who are the people out there that are going ah oh, you know what I, I just wasn't a fan of baseball when those games were three hours but now that they're down to about two hours and 45 minutes i'm all on board like that 15 minutes man really made a difference for me once they started keeping those pitchers in for three pitches my interest went way up no nobody's saying that but but the pitch clock is being tested again in the minor leagues and i saw al Leiter last night and he's a special consultant to the mets and one of the things steve cohen has done a good thing uh, and he's done i think a lot of them as a, as a met fan is he's brought a lot of the mets back into the organization who hadn't been around for a while hernandez and, and, yeah, and the piazza hernandez hadn't been like these guys weren't invited training. to spring training it just it just makes well we want to get into the will ponds but yeah. anyway um so th- some of the changes that you know remain are the three batter rule we're going to have um i guess it's not the ghost runner anymore uh, we're going to have a runner in extra innings 
innings. It looks like it's going to start in the 10th inning. They haven't yet changed the rule. They're, they're talking about pushing it to the 12th inning, which I know you really I, I, favor. I'm a, I'm a big fan of playing out. It's the same way you play out one overtime in period in hockey the right way. You play out the 10th inning because you know what? What if what if you have some guy that's having an unbelievable nine inning shutout and now he's going to pitch into the 10th and it gets ruined because there was a guy on second? I think you play the 10th inning straight up. Then at that point, everybody's ready to go home. Let's put the ghost runner on second in the 11th and get this thing over with. Even the NFL today finally came out and said they're going to allow both teams to have a possession in overtime. Like it's, oh, it's been this way for 40 years. Well, it's been stupid for 40 years. Like, because like, here's the thing. With those, with the extra innings rules, especially in the regular season, nobody's life is enriched by watching a 16-inning baseball game. Like, the players don't enjoy it, the fans don't enjoy it, the announcers, everybody involved in it basically doesn't enjoy it. You get the occasional rare game where the mystique of having one go that long becomes, honestly, you probably know who it's most interesting for is baseball writers. I don't know. They got to stay there and cover the darn yeah, thing. There's probably some kind of interesting narrative you can work out of a 16 inning game. Right. Cause it's different than every other game. I, I think but you're right. I, I, I am a little annoyed at myself that I didn't look this up, but I would love to look at what the average length of extra innings games were last season in comparison to what they were in previous seasons. I think there were um, uh, under, under 10 games that went more than 13 innings. It, may, not, it might have been under five for all Which I is know. exactly what we decided to do. Let's not have teams ruin themselves right. for three weeks because you were unlucky enough to play in some game nobody could score in for 10 innings. So so what they, they have done is they've left the shifting being legal this year. Um, another thank goodness from, from me. I, I just this, this, we, We've been on through this, so let's not belabor it too no, much. No, but yeah, it, ch- changing shifting, shifting would not be is good. They have allowed the rosters to expand from 26 to 28 players in April. That's a good idea. Uh, you're not going to be told how many pitchers you can have. That's a good idea because they're worried about the pitchers haven't had enough work in spring training to stretch themselves out and so on and so forth. Um. And, and by the way, um, that leads me to spring training. And so we've had a shorter spring training, or we will have had a shorter spring training. What do we think it matters? We'll probably see this length of spring training going forward. Mm. That doesn't mean you think they're going to go as the NFL did with one less preseason game and one extra regular season game. We're not going past 162. No, I think, no we're not going to go past 162, but I think they'll just shorten spring training. I, a lot of the reasons we had spring training was because guys in the offseason back in the 60s literally did something else for like six months. So they needed to get back into right. baseball shape. Right. Not necessary anymore. Not necessary anymore. These guys have full year round workout routines. Well, I mean, think about like Scherzer came in first first spring training start. And he's hitting ninety seven on the gun. Guy, guy needed no time and you know working it out. Guy threw ninety four pitches the other yeah. night in six innings. He's I'll, ready to I'll go. Finish. Yeah, he's ready to he go. He's too much. Um, I, I think one of the interesting things they have done is um, they're talking about larger bases, uh, but not for the major leagues this season. I, I think it's a really good idea. I think it'll help avoid injuries. We lose too many guys, at least one or two a season, to some guy getting a stupid hand or finger injury. Slide Sliding into some base and he jams it on some guy's foot. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. It's if it, if it prevents players from being injured at a higher rate, it's absolutely. Worth I'd doing. also like it to see to. You know what? I'll, I'll say this. This is not something we talked about, but it is something I've thought of. They also need to get rid of the stupid replay rule that allows everybody to go through the frame by frame footage to see if the guy came off the bag for ass. I second. think it's, it slows the game down too it much. Slows the, it's not 
fun. I agree. I, I, I that's a great point. I hadn't I hadn't thought no, of that. Like, like for me, the challenges are to get rid, rid of things like the Armando Galarraga situation. Right, right. Not to play, you know, uh, I spy with every steal of second base. I'd limit you could you could limit it to having a few a game. Um, also about the bases. Just uh, Jason Stark wrote an article last week uh, in the Athletic, um, and it was how they're going to actually consider moving second base closer to home plate. So if you would have would have gone around, first base is inside the circle, third base is inside the circle, and the circle goes right through second base. If you pulled second base on that s- the circle around the bases forward just a little bit, it, the tip of the base would be at the edge of the circle instead of going right through the base the way it goes, you know, and it's around What's the What's the bases. hope of, what, what are they it, hoping to Bringing the bases a little closer, hopefully, with the 18-inch bases also, I think it brings it like 1.3 feet closer uh, to first base than it was before and second base to but third what, what, base. what are we getting at? Uh, more successful stolen base attempts, oh, more a way to inc- more more speed. bases being able to be taken because there's just a little less distance between them, and that I and would be, so many bang bang plays. I would be really interested to see, like I, I say, just from a pure visual standpoint, watching guys run <laughs> with the adjusted base because if you haven't run bases and you're not like trying to get a first to third, you don't realize how mechanical it all is you're not even really thinking about where you're putting your feet because you just know where and when you have to run so all of a sudden the base is in a different spot you're going to see guys eat it a couple times one player that i'm pretty sure won't be affected by this is wilmer flores because he still is going to get thrown out at home plate oh i was going (laughs) to guess jonathan villar because now there's just a higher (laughs) chance of him literally losing where second base is at some point during this so um and they had the Shohei Otani rule. Which is literally the Otani rule. <laughs> Unless the Mets decide to get throw to grab a bone on a given day. So so the pitchers can remain in the batting order after they were placed on the mound. I can think of only one pitcher who this might apply to. Yes, his name is Shohei Otani. And the, and the Angels are like, this is great for us. He gets to stay in the lineup even when he's not pitching. So um, so really, let's, let's not uh, delay any longer. I think uh, we should get right to it and go division by division. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to you know pick our uh, division winners. Right, the division winner. We'll talk about each of the teams from the division and maybe we'll kind of we'll also kind of spend some time talking about who's really the biggest threat to each of those division winners. Or in the case of the first one in the American League East, it's four threats in the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, and 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 I would say okay, so why don't we, why don't we just start right there? Um so who is your first place team and and then let's talk about them. It's really I I have to pick the Rays. I, I have to pick the Rays, and, and this is where I'm going to get two fan bases probably equally mad at me, in that I think the Red Sox overperformed last season, and it's hard for me to believe that they're going to be as good as they were. And I think the Yankees are about to take an even bigger step back this season. I, I, I agree with you on the Yankees, by the way. I, I think the Yankees are really shaky, uh, particularly you know once you get past Garrett Cole, I don't know who you can count on. And, and let's put it this way. Getting past Garrett Cole is not like getting past Garrett Cole at the beginning of last year. He was not the same pitcher, especially after that sticky stuff, man. Well, we, ha- we have to point that out. Hard, hard for me to doubt a guy who's been as good as, as he has for as long as he has. So I, I would say that of all, but, but the other guys in the rotation and Severino, I think isn't even going to start the season uh, pitching Jordan Montgomery, Nesta Cortez, Jameson Tyon. Yikes. Um, you know, there's just, the, the Yankees will hit, uh, but they're also kind of a mishmash, you know, of, 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 of players. They let Sanchez go. Uh, Kyle Higashioka is going to be the catcher, I guess. Uh, and there's another catcher sharing time just, with him. There's just, I look at that lineup. That might be the slowest lineup in baseball. 
on the bases. I mean, your leadoff hitter is Anthony Rizzo. Your, your lineup is Anthony Riv- Rizzo, Aaron Judge, and Joey Gallo. You are literally condemned to going station to station with this team. So unless this team is just absolutely mashing home runs the entire season, I think it's going to be hard for them to score at times too, because they're not going to be able to easily manufacture runs. This is a huge boomer bust lineup. And and, and we so we agree, I think, that the Yankees are going to uh, struggle to catch the Red Sox for third place. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, and and you picked the Rays, and you know, I, I got, I'm going to go the other way only because I keep thinking like one year this Rays thing is not going to work. Right, like, right. With a bunch of guys named Joe, and they all outperform their their norms, and and the manager pulls the right strings, and the guys perform, and Glasnow is not going to start the season pitching. He's their best pitcher. You're going to go with Corey Kluber and and, and McClanahan, Shea McClanahan, and Drew Rasmussen, and and Ryan Yarbrough. Um, yeah, the Rays do it every year, so it's like. You, like you're doing, it's hard to pick against them because they seem to find a way. They had 158 different batting orders last year. Which is wild. Because <laughs> that's not so. I'm going to pick. Go ahead. I'm guessing you're going to pick the other I'm, team. I'm going to pick the Blue about. Jays. Um, and, 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 and there's reason to consider that maybe they won't be as, uh, as good as I think they're going to be. Certainly from a hitting perspective, man, that team can rake. From a hitting perspective, they – I would put them in the top three of the lineups in the MLB with them, the Dodgers, and then you probably are arguing over who the third spot is. Some people will say the Mets. Some people are going to say the Astros. There's a lot of different opinions on who the third best lineup is, but I think the best two are the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. Yeah, adding Matt Chapman to the lineup, um, you know, is is big. Um, it's every guy in there is a good hitter. Is a good hitter. So then you look at the pitching staff, and and it's it's better on the starters, I think, because they went he, out and got Jose Barrios. Uh, even they lost Stephen Matz, who had a ridiculously good second half, by the way. So you know, Barrios would do well. But you to know be what? As good at the same time, I feel like if you're the Blue Jays, knowing Matz, you probably moved on from Matz at the right time. Agreed, agreed. And he plays for the Cardinals now, so uh, ho- hopefully he won't kill the Mets now oh, that we'll God. see him more often uh but gaussman is is a solid had a really good year last year good pitcher uh hinjin ryu is the ranked as the third so their starters are are good kikuchi is the number five and that's a little nervous but still they're the kind of team that i think could have an absolutely barn burner regular season they could win a hundred and something games and then just get wrecked in the first round of the playoffs i will i will say this if the blue jays are going to go far in the playoffs and i and i'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs they're making the playoffs they will have to do something in the back end of their bullpen because that's not a bullpen that you have a lot of confidence in um, i don't yeah yeah you you might jordan also, romano as you the might closer. also make the argument that they need to go out and get another pitcher too well, I think I think every team in the major leagues probably, could probably say that. Very few teams are like, yeah, we feel really great about our starting pitching going. You want into any more pitches? Nah, we're good. We don't need any more. Yeah. No, no, nobody's saying that. So, and let's not let's not slight the Orioles just for last. Um, you know, the Orioles they they have Cedric Mullins, like this player, really good they're, player. They're, Mountcastle has some potential. They played better in the second half of last year, and you're you're starting to see them kind of turn it around. I think what you will see from this year is they will be a big seller. They're going to move John Means at the trade deadline and get a huge return of picks from him. He'd look good in orange and blue, by the way. He'd look good, and a lot of people (laughs) are saying that. So I think if I'm them, you know... Here's the problem. I just have an anytime a team has Roned or Door still starting at second base for them in the year 2022, that really tells you where their fortunes are as a team. So, so you're not going to go after Robinson Chirinos at catcher? <laughs> and by the way, so we'll get into this a little bit because we could spend probably um, could do a whole half episode. an episode on the catching dirt. The state of catching in the major, <laughs> in the major league major baseball. Leagues. It is 
brutal right uh, and, and when we say catching dearth, so, you know, it seems to be that guys are either one thing or another. Either they can hit and they are not very good defensively or they're very good defensively and they can't hit. There are, aside from Real Multo, I can say Salvador Perez, yeah. obviously off his year last year. Um, top-notch catchers, Will Smith of the Dodgers. But, but Yadier is not the guy he used to be. No, he's not. And non-Cardinal fans do not realize that he is not, like, defensively. Well, they probably realize it, but they love him so much. No, no, no. Cardinal <laughs> fans, Cardinal fans, no, he is not the player he used to right, be. Defensively, right. he's still there, but offensively, he's not the threat he was six, seven years ago. And this is his farewell tour. Him and Wainwright are heading out, so... The superstar catcher, especially after you had Maurer and Buster Posey and right, Marino, right, that's my all point. playing at the same time. There's a real lack of a current number one catcher in baseball. And 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 Perez, Salvador Perez, had a season somewhat reminiscent of the what Mike Piazza used to do, you know, offensively. Even though Sally's a much better defender than than Piazza was on on his best day. Um, so let's let's move to the uh, AL Central. Um, and I'll go first. I, I think we're going to be the same here only because I can't see how you could not pick the White Sox to win the division. Right. I, I think what's interesting thing about the Central this year isn't the White Sox because it's almost like basically I expect them to win this division going away unless weird things happen. <laughs> like injuries. Injuries. They have a ton of injuries. Or a guy we all expect to be good just randomly has like a, a Lindor April May for an entire season. And here's how that might happen. Cause I thought, okay, so what am I worried about if I'm the white Sox? So I got, I got a, I got a lineup with, um, Jan Moncada, Tim Anderson, we a good year last year, uh, former MVP Abreu, hey. Eloy Jimenez, Grandal is a very good, maybe one of the best catchers in the right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Luis Robert in the outfield. I mean, these guys are good. Um, Josh Harrison at second base, eh, maybe not so much. Um, um their pitching's, they're, they're Pitching well, the thing about the pitching is you, you're counting on Giolito being your number one. He could be. Which, which by the way, I called that. Yeah, that well, he was going to be great for yeah, that. Yeah, when we when we had him for our fantasy team, yeah. he he wasn't so good. Um, but you got two guys in Lance Lynn um, and uh, Dallas Keuchel who are older pitchers, and are you really expecting? 25 to 30 starts from both of those guys at, at a high level. I think it's a lot to expect them. Lynn's been good. Keiko was good and can be good, but he's... You, you, you expect a regression at some point due to age, so you do have to be concerned about their starting pitching, but they have the in-house prospects that if they want to go out and get a pitcher at the deadline, they're going to go out and get a pitcher at the deadline. And they've got a good bullpen, let's face it. Kimbrell and Hendricks, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty tough. But to me, the much more interesting part about the, NL, the AL Central is the other teams. Because last year, it felt like it was a pretty clear two-team race between the Tigers and the Twins. I mean, between the uh, White Sox, the and, White the Sox and the Twins. The White Sox and the Twins. I picked the Twins, by the way. I will. I think we both I actually. We both did, yeah. Um, we know we really were bullish on the Twins last year. I am not nearly as bullish on them this year. Brian Buxton's a phenomenal player. I think he's really good, but. I mean, Sonny Gray is your number one. Well, there you go. It's, it's the pitching that you could think, you know, and, and they had guys like Kyle Gibson who's no longer there as pitchers, but the number one, Sonny Gray, uh, Joe Ryan, Dylan Bundy. Um, also, the fact that they went out and they got Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez, like. Yeah. Yankees North. Yankees North. I, and I also worry about a team like this seems like the place where Carlos Correa's career goes to die. Ooh, boy, I think I would maybe bet against you on that I worry about him moving from Houston to Minnesota. 
I feel like this is where you could see a guy like him suddenly have not a great year. I think I think in Minnesota he has the real chance to be the guy, right? But can he do that? He doesn't. Sh- I, I think he can. I think he's good enough. I think the Twins. Are, are, are you picking them for second? Because I am. I am picking them for second, but I'm very interested in this year's third place team. Okay. Um, and that's the Detroit Tigers. Because mm-hmm. they were one of the best stories in baseball last year, frankly. That was a team people had winning like 40-something games before the season. And they impressed everybody. They were way more competitive than anybody thought they would be. And, and they, they, you know, what they did is they added Javi Baez at shortstop, which was very untiger-like, mm-hmm. right, to do that. They added Eduardo Rodriguez, and he is now their number one starter. That always kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit going, okay, so you expect a contending team, and they went out and signed the number one starter because behind him uh, on uh, in the rotation is Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, Michael Pineda moves over there. Um, you know, that they better score a lot of runs, and that lineup, you know, with but- – you, Baez and, in, in, and in even the, Miguel Cabrera. And in essence, the Tigers are playing with house money. You thought this was year two of a long rebuild, and you're farther along than you expected. Even if you take a bit of a step back this year, as long as you have the young guys develop, you're going to be happy as a franchise. You're, if I'm the Tigers, I would love to be playing meaningful baseball, jockeying for position with second with the Twins late into August. If you can do that, You've had a phenomenal season. So you're not picking the Guardians. How many times am I going to make that mistake this year? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with the Guardians. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, let's just talk about the Royals first. Okay. Because okay. I, I think the Royals are just – they're back to kind of being the Royals, unfortunately. The Royals are a fifth-place team. Like It's like it's like 2015 and 2016 were six years ago, and we have forgotten about that. I mean, they took their – well, okay. We'll, we'll, they took their second baseman, Merrifield, and they said, let's put him in the outfield. Uh, and not for Nicky Lopez. Um, they, 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 they have a mismatch line. Bobby Witt Jr. is the star of the future and they move guys around, uh, uh, Bobby Witt to third base. And that's one of the reasons why they move Merrifield to the outfield, uh, so that Mondesi can play shortstop. And, and so they've got, they don't have a bad lineup. When you look at that lineup, it's actually, you know, Merrifield, Perez, Carlos Santana, Benintendi. You've got some guys that you can hit. They've got a gold glove center fielder. If you don't remember Michael Taylor from the, he won the gold glove last year. Good outfield. Now, the issue for them, though, is uh, that starting pitching. Right. And and you know how much I love Zach Greinke as a number one at this stage of his career? Mm. No, this is he's coming back to the Royals for his farewell. I tour, understand that. But it's hard to think you're going to get a I mean, you've got a number one pitcher that throws like 92. Right, and, and as good as he is, um, do you really expect Greinke to go out and, and throw 30 stars this year? He's your number one. Uh, I don't, I don't which, see it happening. Which is why, and it's like, do you really expect Salvi to have as good a year no. as he did last year? Last year was an unbelievable run. So, so okay, so they come in, you find that. How about, um, what is your bone to pick with the Guardians? So the Cleveland Guardians. Last year, we were talking about a third-place team that – had a chance to make some noise. They had some good players on their roster. We thought, you know, they're 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 a little bit of Mets Mets Central, considering they've got you know Dylan. Uh, well, well, yeah, you've got uh, Ahmed Rosario, and uh, you've got Andres Jimenez. You got you got Andres the former and- Mets Rosario and Jimenez who went over to the Indians in the Lindor deal. They are the starting keystone combination for the Guardians. And Shane Bieber is a, a good pitcher. Good pitcher. Savali's good. Playsack is good. Quantra Jose go- Ramirez is good. I Can you li- name I like one those- free agent signing they made this offseason? Uh, do they sign free agents in, in Cleveland? I yeah, know. exactly. That's my problem with them. <laughs> this franchise sat pat on what's actually a decent roster and did nothing to try and improve it. 
So, so are they down the road? Do you think they're sellers? Do you think they trade Ramirez and for prospects? And, I don't and know out? because they're, they're in the worst kind of situation where you've got a bunch of older players that are pretty good, but you don't have like, like I don't know what you do. You're not you're in between tanking and being a playoff team. It's the worst place to be. Miles Straw is a nice player. Austin Hedges, you know, is an okay catcher. Um, I just don't think there's at at their optimum. I don't see. Cleveland challenging for the division. Right. But the problem is, is you can't buy enough to challenge for the no. division. But if you sell, you're you're not close enough to rebuilding that selling is a good move. I just don't understand what their plan is going forward. Well, maybe they're just trying to confuse their fans with the name change and they'll let that be this season. That was the year we, we changed our name. Yeah, that's what and, it's all about. We'll this just season. worry about next year and then we'll try to play baseball in the next year. Okay, so let's go over to the American League West. And once more with the West. As much as I would like it to be different this year, to say it runs through somewhere other than Houston, I mean, does it? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, the Astros. And, and of course, their number one coming back off his second Tommy John surgery, um, by the way, through six innings last night, hit 97, uh, and is going to be 39 years old. Man's a freak. Justin Verlander. And, and you know, there are a few guys, and maybe we'll do this, you know, an episode on the Hall of Famers, or at least potential Hall of Famers playing in the major leagues this season. Um, there's a few people that have reached that 10-year number that are now eligible. That They may not have the stats, but are on the track and you may not think of them uh, uh, right away so yeah verlander framber valdez good pitcher luis garcia good pitcher urquidy good pitcher odorizzi and javier then they, they got pitching and then they still got the hitting i mean that lineup is tough there is nobody in the west right that is going to challenge them and and and, and by the way i'll say the a's you know you know are I definitely the, not that team this no year. no i think the a's are the, the a's sold a lot right, right, this offseason there but i think it's not a bad time to sell if you're the a's the rain Rangers just went all in and spent a ton of money. The Mariners look like they're on the upswing. If you weren't going to win with your roster as is right now, this is the perfect time to sell and let the other three teams beat the crap out of each other. So so for second place behind the Astros, and um, I, I don't know um, – if you would feel any other team out of the West will make the playoffs, remember there'll be twelve teams, six in each league. Making One the of them team. will. You think another team from the West? Yeah. So that would mean that you're only going to get four teams out of the other two divisions. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I feel the same. Mm, I, I think there's a good chance. I think the Mariners or the angels could do it this year. I think if the break t- things break right for either one of those teams, they could make the playoffs. I love for either one of them, honestly. So, so which is your second place team then? I have to pick the Mariners right now because the they feel less reliant on a whole bunch of guys kind of overperforming. Whereas with the Angels, there's a lot of question marks there where it's like, well, if Syndergaard is good, well, if Trout comes back healthy, like you're it's of all well, those. Well, no, some year Trout is going to come back healthy, right? And so if you put him and Otani I mean, and Anthony Rendon, I mean, you know, it's just I, I'm I'm picking the Angels for second, just because right. I think just like Tampa, maybe this will be the year that it right. doesn't it, all work. It, maybe for the Angels, this will be the year it, it all does, does yeah. work. <laughs> you have to look at it. You've got the most exciting player in baseball on the Angels. You've got. And, and his, name, his name is not Mike, Mike Trout. Trout right. <laughs> it's just with the Angels, just too many things for me have to go right for them to for them to challenge for that playoff spot. Where it feels like the Mariners were a team that was trying to and lacked the firepower last year, and they went out and they tried to add some Eugenio Suarez, mm-hmm. Winkler. They went out and added bats to a lineup that desperately needed pop. So. 
if you can get at all the yeah, the question is, are you going to get another year out of your catcher, Tom, like you did last year? Oh, that was a good year for Tom Murphy. I agree. Yeah, yeah is I think- Tom Murphy going to hit like twenty-ish home runs again? I don't know. And and you know, Met fans will will always watch Jared Kelenic, you know, as to okay, how's he doing? He, he he the jury's still out on him. He had a you know a better second half and he had a terrible start. Um, yes, they they certainly if it all falls right for them, bringing Robbie Ray in there um, at the number one is pretty good. But you still got a rotation that has uh, Marco Gonzalez, Logan Gilbert, Chris Flexton, and maybe Matt Brash in there. Uh, that's not terrifying anybody. At least you're pitching in Safeco. Exactly, exactly. And so then lastly, you got the team that spent more money than all of these teams, probably the Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't have. I have the A's last. Do you have them? I have them third. You, the, I have the the Rangers third. The Rangers the A's third. are last. Okay, so you then you have uh, the Angels so fourth. It, it's Astros. Okay, Mariners, uh, Angels, Angels, or do you have uh, Rangers third? Oh no, I have um Angels third, Rangers, Rangers fourth. fourth. Okay, we're, we're the same except fifth. for the top two. Yeah. So yeah, okay, the Rangers. Right, as we said before, kind of happy that you know they got this new ballpark and they're going to have you know the second year of, of of people in in the ballpark, the third year of the ballpark because the first year of the pandemic they had this new park that nobody could go to. Um, and and the Rangers at, at least they're trying something. You know what? You've got one of the best battery, com- you know, middle infield combinations in baseball. Let, 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 let's try and not, let's not downplay this. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. It's insane. That's a wow. That's a wow. That's an all-star second base. Like, you might have the starting second baseman and shortstop for the AL all-star team right there. Yeah. That's how good they are. And, and, and defensively they're good too. I think that, that gets sort of Adolis Garcia is a good hitter. Mitch Garver had a great year yep, last year. Yep, they like got guys in their line. And they got two guys named Calhoun playing in the outfield, which is, I think the first time that's ever happened in major league baseball history, but <laughs> the pitching. And that's where it comes back to me for this team. You mean you're not going to buy John Gray as your number one? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy because he moved from the biggest barn box in baseball in Coors Field to what I think was, well, you know what? It's a new stadium, but Texas was just as much of a barn box before, and it's hard for me to believe it's not going to be one again. Yeah, Martin Perez, Dane Dunning was a nice pitcher, but you know, you're know, you asking a lot for him to really hold up the rotation. Right. It, it's just, is this going to be the year where Verlander gets hurt and doesn't come back for the Astros? Well, he did that last year. And it didn't matter. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of uh, – I'm hoping because I really would like to see Verlander. I want to have him finish a year really strong. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't as down as some people on the Astros. So I think some people that are still carrying around – it's five years now. I mean enough people with the, uh, with the Astros. They can't be good again. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, this is a good team. Especially it's not like the Dodgers who go out and spend God knows how much <laughs> money where you're like, okay, yeah, if they're going to spend that much money, they should be good. The Astros kind of don't and they're still really good. They just bring up some other guy who's – just as good um yeah I, I i feel the same the, the rangers they they and again i guess people don't want to go cook uh, pitch in colorado maybe they don't want to go pitch in texas either i don't know they simply can't draw any pitchers of note anymore which is uh, a real concern all right so let's let's flip over to the national league now we're going to skip the gonna, east for right now we're going to move to the central first and it, it's very interesting because i feel like one of the things you could say is the divisions across baseball, actually, like the AL East and the a- a- NL East are very similar. The AL West and the NL West are actually pretty similar. The AL Central and the NL Central are, are not similar. Okay, say me, tell us why. There's a clear winner. I, I feel like there's a lot of teams on the up and coming in the AL Central. There's a lot of teams I like what they're doing. There's young teams that are exciting. 
I would not describe the NL Central in that way. That is not an exciting division of baseball to me. To me, the Brewers are going to win it, and I don't really like any of the other teams in that division. Um, so we're similar on that. Um, I, I, I def, I really like the Brewers. I like their pitching staff a lot. Yes, uh, I mean you can top go to bottom. You've got pretty. Good that might be the best pitching staff in the major leagues, as right. far as I'm concerned, like for, in terms of overall depth. Because not only do you have fantastic starters and guys like Woodruff and Burns. You also have a guy like Josh Hader as your closer. And, and Devin Williams as a setup guy. Right. You have a really, and you've got a good, solid lineup. You you have to think Yelich is going to bounce back a little bit. He did not have a great season last year. Yeah, I, I just, I worry about that player, and I like that player. Um, all the advanced stats are down. His back is bothering him, and we've seen too many players felled by a bad back and never be able to get back to where they were. So I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that's not the case with him because he's a really exciting player. And if you look back at his seasons a couple of years ago, he, he had some extraordinary seasons. No, yeah, he was unbelievable. And and I think that they're they're going to win this division because I just think they're just flat out better than me. There, there's two right now, especially because of the moves one of them made. There's kind of two non-starters in this division right now. It's really a three-team race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the Cubs. I, I don't think anybody's going to pretend the Pirates and the Reds, especially with what the Reds did this offseason. I'll do you one more. How about we call it a two-team? division i don't think the cubs are no i don't think the cubs are very good the cubs are interesting because i want to see say suzuki play. yeah 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 i'm yeah. really excited to see that but when you look at that lineup the cubs have it's it's rough so the cardinals um feature and and we were talking about this off air beforehand they feature what might be five hall of famers on their roster it's it's possible if you think about um i'll, I'll go out and let me say maybe goldschmidt someday is a hall of famer right, right? because he's got he's got to do more arenado Maybe he's a Hall of Famer one day. Yadier, maybe is. he's a full. Yeah, right, right. He already Wainwright. Wainwright is is a Hall of Famer, and there's a guy named Albert Pujols who right. just joined their team. Granted, so, he's a little different, but still, to have a team, and and I'll maybe we, we'll take a look. How many teams have had five Hall of Famers since like the great Yankee teams of of yesteryear? And I think the thing you have to think with the Cardinals is it's not their lineup that's going to. Right. going to doom them because their lineup's good as much as I don't want it to be good because it feels like it's a bunch of guys named Joe yeah, the, Tyler O'Neill you're like probably like who's yeah, Tyler O'Neill yeah, won the really gold good. glove and a really good he's player really good. Harrison Bader really good player won the gold glove in fact they had five gold gloves and you have Cardinals to think DeYoung had an awful hitting season last year terrible. And of course we had him on our fantasy team so we can tell you all about that but the issue I think for the St. Louis Cardinals is going to be that starting pitching agreed Similar for the St. Louis for the to the Chicago Cubs, but for different reasons. I look at that rotation the Cubs have, and I mean the Cardinals have, and that is an injury waiting to happen. Right. So Jack Flaherty is probably not even going to start the season. Wayne Wright's he's coming ancient. off injury. Yeah. You know, so hopefully he's going to you know come back. Stephen Matz, well, he's you know, a walking injury. Yeah. He, you know, let's let's hope that Mike Miles Mikolas. Uh, he doesn't really get a lot of guys out. We watched Dakota Hudson pitch the other day. I mean, okay it was okay yeah yeah so but, their, their their closing situation is shaky with either gallegos or another guy who's got a great name with two g's and i can't remember it right now mm-hmm. um so i think that they'll be the only competition for the brewers in that division because I, I do want to say I, I wonder and this is just a completely out of left field no way at all accurate analysis but i have to wonder if having marcus stroman and kyle Hendricks on the same staff is going to have negative repercussions for the both of them uh, well what what do you mean they're both really similar pitchers. I agree with that. Right, right. Really similar pitchers. Stroman's a better fielder. Stroman's a better <laughs> fielder. But I worry, you face those guys on back-to-back days, It's it, you're going to be kind of used to that. 
And, and I think in the case of Kyle Hendricks, you know, his stuff is so fine in the first place that if he's just off a little bit, it, he gives up a lot of home it, runs and yeah, he gets hammered. If he's the kind of guy that's like, if the if his control, he loses a quarter of an inch on his control, he turns into a nothing pitcher. Now, so, so that's Stroh what might be the best so, on that team. That, what makes him so impressive, but that's what you have to be worried about. Right, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard. And, and again, if you looked at the Cub uh, lineup, by the way, they feature uh, Wade Miley, Alec Mills, who of the, he of the uh, no-hitter last year or the year before. And Drew Smiley. And Drew Smiley. And so, David yeah. Robertson is their closer. Like he's he's also nearing forty and thinking this is the best we could do uh, with with a bullpen. But you know their their lineup has some interesting names. Nick Madrigal, I like his name. Frank Schwindel, I like his name. Um, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom, another good name. You know, Jason Hayward. Um, you know, who's just playing out his contract? Who's a now just a, an average major league baseball yeah. player? Um, that's not going to strike the fear most into anybody in that division. The most interesting thing about the Cubs this year is going to be watching Suzuki. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. I think and you're then right. we have the two other teams we're sort of obligated to talk about now. Right, we just right. did a special on them, talking about how wonderful their rivalry was from the '70s and '80s. I can guarantee you, nobody will be talking wonderful about any Pirates. Red season series this year. So, so of the two teams, who do you have finishing fourth, and who's going to be last? I want to pick the Pirates just because I want to reward them for not pulling what the Reds pulled this off season. Like the Reds, finishing fourth, yeah, because the Pirates at least they're trying to rebuild. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this. I I'm gonna I'm gonna douse the Reds, and we picked them last year, by the way, um, on the basis of what they did the year before, and 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 then they decided just to sell out. I I don't understand it, and I still feel like they're going to maybe sell more players. I think Luis Castillo could could still go. I think Luis Castillo could go. I think Votto could go. That, that would be awful, I think. At the same time... The only reason as a Red fan you want to go to a Red Reds game is to watch Joey But couldn't Votto. you see it if you're... I mean, at the same time, if Votto's, if Votto's gotten up there in age, if there was some World Series aspirational team that wanted him and was giving you a patch of prospects, isn't it doing right by him by getting him out of that... Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's never won a World Series. Barely made played the in a World Series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you kind of want to do right by a guy, a guy that is stuck by you, and then he can always come back and retire as and a do, and pull a pool and do a pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think after you trade Wink, Winker, after you trade Eugenio Suarez, I mean, that was a team we all thought was going to be much better than they were last season, and then to just give up, right? Kind of out of nowhere. It's just weird. How do you think Jonathan India feels, right? So second baseman, rookie of the year last year. Oh, by the way, we're just, we're going to sell out. Mm-hmm. We're going to be pretty bad. You know, and, and we're going to get rid of, you know, all the players that you know, help, help you in the you, lineup. You know who we probably should be calling up? A guy we're going to talk about here in a little bit. He should be calling up Juan Soto. Be like, how did you deal with it? <laughs> and Juan Soto is still dealing with it, right? Yeah. All right, so we go to the NL West, and um, I don't think it will be any surprise that our, our, both of us, and I haven't asked you about this, are going to pick the Dodgers, because yeah. how could you not pick the Dodgers? Look, I know the Giants won. It, they, they won the division last year, they right? They did. Not, they had 107 wins. I just can't see them doing it again. Me too. That felt like... Me too. <laughs> they were. So, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but I know they were something absolutely bonkers in one-run games. 34 and 17, I think. Yeah. It's tough to do that two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. One, to play that many one-run games and then to be that good in all of them, that's tough. So Buster Posey retires. And by the way, he had an excellent, excellent season last year, uh, backed up by your favorite, Kurt Casale. Yep. Um, so here, here's the giant lineup. Uh, Tommy Lastella, who has moved around a lot, who's a, a nice player. 
Brandon Belt, and maybe we should start calling him the ageless Brandon Belt. Um, of course, we could call him the ageless Evan Longoria, who now just came up with an injury, isn't going isn't gonna to start the season. Um, the ageless Brandon Crawford, who, who's been around forever. Stunned me by turning himself into an unbelievably good hitter. What a year. Yeah, he's he kind of going Ozzie Smith on us here a little bit. Right, right? Like, <laughs> like he was known for being a great defender, and then all of a sudden he figured out how to hit all of a sudden the twilight years of his career. Uh, Darren Ruff might be their DH. Jock Pedersen. Um, I, I'm impressed with Jock Wilmer, Pedersen. Wilmer Flores. You know, we always got to give our boy a shout out. But Mike Yastrzemski, uh, the wrong Yastrzemski, and, and, but had a nice year last year. And I like what they did with their pitching. I think going out and getting Rodone was a yep. really good deal. But I look at that team and go, God, how does that lineup score enough runs? I just, it's it, everything. And, and Gabe Kapler obviously learned a lot about managing from his time with the Phillies because when he came to the Giants, all of a sudden he's a very good manager. I just think they had that year last year and I just can't expect them to do it again. To go all Tampa Bay on us, right? Isn't right. That, that, that that's what it would be? They, they, they turn themselves into Tampa Bay West, basically. Okay, so the Dodgers and um, I think the Giants are still second because I, I I'm going to pick them to finish over the Padres. The Padres are a mess right now. Oh, I, I'm going to pick the Padres to finish second, um, and 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 that is with the knowledge that uh, Francisco uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not going to st- probably start the season, um, and I get the funny feeling he's going to be an outfielder at a certain point, uh, and it might even they be this still year. have Hosmer in the lineup. Yeah, wow, they, <laughs> that's a problem. I, I I think I think it's a problem for the team too, and and, and the fans, the and fans. Here's the thing, people. You probably, especially if you're on the East Coast, you probably remember Eric Hosmer from breaking all of our hearts in the World Series a few years back. That was in 2015. That was a while ago. He went and signed in San Diego after that for a really big contract. Eric Hosmer would like you to not go look at the stats from that time period because they're not good. But, but, but the rest of the lineup. Okay. So they bring over Luke void and, and he was, uh, you say that like, I'm supposed to be thrilled about I, I, that kind I, of I, move. I, actually, I think Luke void has, you know, got a bit of a raw deal. So I'd like to see him outside of the Yankee organization to see if he has a chance to contribute over there. And they still have Manny Machado at third base, Cronenworth, very good second baseman, good player. Austin Nola has improved at, at catching. But so I, I, what I'm going to say is I think their lineup is good enough, although you're right to say that scoring also, consistent runs. And I worry about the pitching. Okay, so so that's what I was going to say. I think I'm okay with their pitching because, yes, you Darvish, it, does, does he pitch 30 starts or 25 starts? But Musgrove is good. Blake Smell is good. They bring over Mike Clevenger. He's good. I like Chris that. Chris Paddock move. is good. They're, they're, they're pretty solid over there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I picked them to finish second ahead of the Giants just because everything went wrong for the Padres last year. And so I, right. I, you almost have to think things will kind of even out between them and the Just the, like the everything Giants. went right for the Giants last year. So yeah. that's the only reason why I'm flipping those two. So then there's two more. T- I mean, we, we could obviously talk about the Dodgers. There's not much to say about the Dodgers. Right. They're the hands-on favorite to win the World Series. And they got they, that first baseman from Atlanta. What the heck's his wait, name? Wait, wait, <laughs> let's, just, let's just run through the top four guys in their lineup. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy. And, and and Max Muncy is going to move from first base to second. This could be the only time in Major League Baseball history that a first baseman moves to, moved second, to base. second base to, to play there every day. I mean, that's nuts. Their and, lineup top to bottom is loaded, even if Bellinger is striking out every other time he gets up to bat. Yeah, he's been he's got the Dodger fans. Yeah. That's what they have to worry about. Oh, Bellinger doesn't look good. You, you, you worry a little bit about the starting pitching. You know, will everybody come back healthy? Will, you know, inevitably you're expecting Kershaw to hit an actual real solid decline yeah i i think you know we forget that uh, dustin may didn't pitch last year because of injury um uh, he looked really good when he yeah, was when pitching. he comes back that's gonna yeah, be a that's huge a big benefit shot to in the arm literally 
for that team. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they'll have enough pitching. Um, I think Trey Turner will vie for the NL MVP. That's I think he's. I, I think he's going to have an I, that's unbelievable what I think. I, that's season. What I think will happen. So uh, the Dodgers. So then you've got the other two teams in the division, and if you're going to roll the dice and pick between the Rockies and the D-backs, um, where are you going? Probably. I don't know. It's tough to say because the Rockies are really confusing. They're really confusing. They're like, we're going to let Nolan Arenado walk because we don't want to pay him. Excuse us while we offer Chris Bryant a godly amount of money to come play for us. Like, why didn't you just keep Arenado? Because they wanted Ryan McMahon to play third. But I don't think they knew that at the time. And by the way, McMahon is a, is a good player, and I, and I like this player, and I think he has real you know opportunity to, to, to be uh, you know make that team a lot better than people think. I just I think that ultimately the end of the day with the Rockies – until they figure out the pitching thing, it's going to be really hard for them to ever consistently be the type of team you project to be at the top of their division. Well, and, and that, hasn't that been the whole thing with Colorado? Ever. It, right? Like, like, how do you get pitchers to go there? So certainly their number one, Herman Marquez, really good pitcher, uh, legit number one. Right. Um, um, and then you've got Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sanzatella and Austin Gomber and Chad Cool. You know, they've all shown flashes. Um, Colorado's a really hard place to pitch. It, it, it probably doesn't take much to sap what you know what's going to take have. For, for Colorado to win a division in a year like this or something. It's going to take having a giant like thing in one round games. It's like on the road. Like mm. they, they, they have they put up some bonkers like 62 and 20 record on the road or something like they just murder everybody. So even if they lose a couple games here and there at home because their pitchers get shelled, they're just crushing everybody else away from cores that they're okay. That's, that's like the only way I see them doing something like so that. Do you have them finishing ahead or behind the Diamondbacks? It's tough for me to say mm. because I mean, well, let, let me let me let me let me throw some names out for you. Some Diamondback. That's going to be the joke. Hey, can you name some right, Diamondback right. names? So Josh Rojas goes over there to play third base. Catel uh, Marte just signed a long term deal. He was a legit good. player. Yeah. Uh, Dal- uh, Dalton Varsho plays catcher and outfield. He's got lots of power. Um, this Christian is the Walker. year. Uh, Christian Walker, a lot of power. Nice player. Um, but then you've got Carson Kelly at catcher. He's okay. Um, and and Varsho plays catcher, but he also plays. DH they just, whatever to get him in the line. Right. Uh, Paven Smith, Seth Beer, Nick Ahmed, David Peralta. But but this is going to be the bigger issue for them, and probably why I'm going to pick them to finish last in the division, yep. especially with these lineups they're going to have to play. Just imagine this pitching staff having to pitch a series against the Dodgers. Their number one is the definitely aged Madison Bumgarner. No doubt. Like some of the other guys we've been mentioning from that those mid-2010s World Series, he is not the same player that he was back then. He's a shell of it. And then it just gets worse from there. Right, right. So Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly. I mean, these are guys I remember, that give you innings. We had him right. on a fantasy well, team. Well, I remember watching Merrill Kelly get raked yeah. by the Mets last <laughs> yeah. season in one start. I think we were at that game, actually. Luke Weaver and Tyler Gilbert. So, you know, I mean, I like Tori Lavulo as a manager. I Mel- think Mark Melenkin is not an Melanson off. Melanson is, is a closer. He is a, a major league closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would agree with you that I, I just don't see how the D-backs avoid last place in that. So, um, okay. We've arrived here at last, the most difficult for a division for us to pick because if you were if you're just asking us a straight met fans mets are winning the division whole way world series baby 2022 is our year jake and, and max are going to pitch four games in in, in the world series gonna, gonna win them all. we don't need any other pitches we don't need any other they'll pitches. just pitch the whole damn game it'll look amazing <laughs> now 
In reality. In reality. <laughs> it's really tough to pick them to win the division. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. In fact, we didn't last year. I'm going to chicken out this year and do the same thing I did last year, and that is pick the Braves to win the division because I can't pick against the Braves, even losing Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. No, they uh, brought in Matt Olson. They did enough by bringing in Olson and having Ronald Acuna for, for more than half the season. Just think, how did that team do that last year? I think that they have good starting pitch and Freed. Really good. Morton Anderson is a great they got, they, great bullpen. They brought in Kenley Jansen to yeah, close for them. Great bullpen. Now, there, there are certain things. As a Met fan, I am waiting for the inevitable Travis Darno downturn. It's coming. Don't don't lie to me. He's got to start playing this. worse. He's yeah. got to start playing worse. He's not supposed to be this good, okay? Um, yeah. uh, but I think the biggest difference between the AL East and the NL East is, well, the AL East is like a T. You can really make the argument it's a four-team race. The NL East is a three-team race. Right, right. Because you've got the Braves, who I think you're going to be your pick to win, and then competing for the wild card yep. spot. Yep. As much as I don't like it, the Phillies team is a dangerous team. Yeah, well, you know, the Phillies have a bunch of hitters, man. I mean, adding Schwarber and Nick Castellanos – like you now, these guys are just going. To they have decent starting pitching. They just have uh, the content. worst bullpen imaginable. Dear Lord, is that bullpen? Well, they, they like, look. They they brought back uh, Zach Wheeler is going to going to be their number one and had a fantastic year last year. What Much as it hurts me to say that, yeah, he should have won the Cy Young. Uh, he, he certainly was a, a, a strong contender. Aaron Nola. It's nice to have Aaron Nola as your number two. I think that's yeah, that's, that's a big difference. Is he's no longer their number one. But then you get down to Ranger, Ranger. Suarez and Kyle Gibson and, and Zach Eflin again. Uh, any the, the danger with any one of those three, more so Gibson and Eflin, is that any either one of those guys or can Eflin 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 yeah, either I one of do that too yeah. with that name. <laughs> either one of those guys can just give it up on a given night. I've seen Kyle Gibson get shelled. And you brought up the excellent point about the bullpen, right? Oh so my God, we had so a terrible bad. bullpen last year. We had a terrible bullpen no, no, no. the year before. Like, I don't think you understand how historically bad, but like unbelievably historically bad. Like, like if the Phillies had had even a like league uh, average, average bullpen, bullpen, they would have won they would the have division. Won the East going away. No, you're, you're right. And so what do they do to fix this, right? So they said last year they brought in Archie Bradley. Oh, that was going to be the yeah, big that, difference. That, that didn't really work. So this year they brought in Corey uh, Knebel. Um, okay. Uh, and he used to pitch in Milwaukee and was the closer, by the way, before Josh Hader and Devin Williams came So around. we're talking about, you know, three years ago. And, and they brought back one of your favorites, Jury's Familia. And, and, and as Met fans, we can tell you, Phillies fans, it's not going to get better with Familia. He is your bullpen personified. He might, you're going to know, the great thing is- Some nights. Yeah, here's the thing, Philly fans. You'll know, and maybe your man- <laughs> Two or three pitches. Maybe the manager will be better about this. You'll know if Familia's got it within like two pitches. Yep, yep. yep. You, you'll, you'll be like, oh, he was unhittable tonight? You're like, we need to get him out of there. This lead is going to go away. There are only two forms of Juris Familia. Um, and, and I'll just mention one guy in the lineup. We talked about Schwarber and, and Castellanos. Obviously, they have Bryce Harbor who won the MVP. Let's, let's not, you know- a short change of that rail. Mutu at catcher. Boom's That's a good hitter. Pretty good. Segura's a good hitter. Yeah, Dini's okay. G- Gregorius is a good hitter. Yeah, uh, Reese Hoskins had a very good season last year. If you look at his numbers, People they're way better than you think. He is not the Ryan Howard comp we all thought he was. All right, enough Philly talk. Let's talk about the Mets. Now, let's go through the other two teams. We can give them their due. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, you know, the Nationals are rebuilding. They yes. sold the farm last season. They got rid of everybody. Their number one from last season is now wearing a Met uniform. You have Juan Soto, and it kind of just stops after that. You got you got, well, you got Juan Soto, and I love Juan Soto. Me too. He is an incredible. Seriously, people, if you're not watching, if you do not watch Juan Soto, watch him take his at-bats. It is 
probably the only guy in the majors that dictates the at bat from the batter's box. And if they don't want to pay Juan Soto, um, uh, Uncle Stevie. Yes, um, no, <laughs> any amount of money, please, and thank you. Um, so, right, a Soto, and, and they brought in Nelson Cruz, um, and he would be one of the guys I would say, you know, he's been around a long time. He's gotten better with age, at least certainly as a hitter. He only has to DH. Uh, only has to DH, but he's 41, and, you know, it's not like the guy's going to hit 300, you know, No, anymore. but he at least puts an actual threat behind Soto, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to spend the entire year getting avoided because you have to pitch to Josh Bell next. Josh Bell. Mikhail Franco, Victor Robles. This is the year. He's like Lewis Brinson to me. You know, this is the year. Yeah, the problem that, is that <laughs> we said this is the year about Victor Robles like six years ago. Well, you say something like. about Lewis Brinson. He's now in the minor leagues for the Astros. That's and then, like, the record. pitching for the Nationals, Patrick Corbin is your number one. Corbin got lit up a bunch last season. That's but Josiah Gray, Eric Fetty. We watch pitch all the Annabelle, Annabelle Sanchez. Sanchez he's now, also been thing. around. If you're a Nationals fans, nothing we just said surprised you. You know this team is rebuilding after winning the World Series a couple years ago. And you just won a World Series. If anything, this is the time to do it rather than putting a lineup around Juan Soto that can't make the playoffs for the next four or five seasons and running out all your assets. Tear it down while he's still 22. Get the pieces. Because if he's 26 and you've rebuilt, you've got it still a huge uh, window to compete in. Right. I, I don't think they're bad off in that respect. And they they you know may have done the right thing uh, to get themselves. So will they beat out the Marlins for last place? I don't really know. I think not. I think the me Marlins neither. pitching is me good neither. enough exactly. to win them. The Marlins lineup eh, yeah. doesn't really do anything for me. Like bringing in Avisel Garcia, um, um, Jorge Soler, Soler, Wendell. Like they brought in some good players, but. Yeah, yeah, they still got Garrett Cooper out there. Um, I like pesky. Jazz. I like Jazz Chisholm at second yeah. base, um, but they there. That's not uh, enough to overcome. Here's the, the other biggest teams. compliment I can give the Marlins, which they're going to be the team that knocks one of the Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies out of the playoff contention because one of them is going to struggle a bunch against the Marlins. Yeah, and usually it's the Mets. Usually it's the Mets, but but they're going to be a pe- they're going to be a pesky team to deal. They're with. Their number one, Sandy Alcantara, is a really good pitcher. Um, I, I love Lopez. Trevor. I love. Lopez, I love Trevor Rogers. Wow, and, you know, what even Lazardo, yeah, yeah, can have a start or two that are impressive. But, but they, they, and when we've watched them a little bit in spring training, it's if you get past those top arms, oh, it gets not bad. So good, uh, it gets bad. You not, give up some home runs, and we so finally good. arrive at our favorite baseball team, the New York Mets. I want to say it's their year this year. It feels like it is. I mean, every they have very, they have like no excuses this year. Uh, you know, here's the Met fan thing going, you know, we, we always look at your team and every fan does this with their team going, okay, the guys aren't going to get hurt and they're going to perform at close to what I expect them to do. They do that. They're a World Series contender. Right. That would, that would be the case. Here's we're Met fans. It probably won't go down that way. <laughs> I think we both feel this way. If Jake and Scherzer make 60 combined I'll starts. I'll even go 55. This, 55 even combined 55 starts, starts. They're in the playoffs and they're making noise for the World Series. Yep. Easy. Yep. Yep, I agree. Chris Bassett is is a tr- like like he's number one if he's in Oakland. Yeah, he's a number. And I think three the here. thing when you look at this lineup, interestingly, you see Cano is going to be playing some first base today. 
No, I haven't seen that. They're going to try and play him at first base some just to expand his ability to get in the lineups. Right, right. And and because I, I guess he must have shown in practice that you don't want to see him at second too much is what I'm, what I'm thinking. That, that's telling me we will not be seeing much Robinson Cano at second this year. That is Jeff McNeil. And job. he's going to have to hit himself out of the lineup, right? Not just because the Mets are paying him $22 million in He's also Robinson Cano. You know, the guy, and it, say what you want about Cano, and, and he admitted... The swing like, still looks good. Guys, the guy is a Hall of Fame talent, and... And you can say all you want about how he cheated and he did this, that, and the other thing. When you look at his aggregate stats and the number of seasons of plus five war he put up in, in, in major leagues, uh, I think this guy will be a strong candidate for the Cy Young. I'm sorry, Young for the uh, Hall of Fame. Although writers are, are crazy the, enough the, to not vote him in. The, the Mets have the pieces, though. They have the starting pitching. They have three solid, good starting pitching with some guys. I mean, Taiwan Walker is their fifth pitcher. He was an All Star last season. Yeah, that's that's really good for the Mets. That's great. You've got Edwin Diaz. Good last year for yeah, the Mets. Yeah. You hope that the bullpen, with the moves they made, right? Every team would want more bullpen, bullpen help. So yeah. you know you could use. And you more. look at the lineup, and you're like, Lindor's looked great in pre. And the thing for people, Lindor did not have a down season last year. When you look at especially what he did, pretty much from May after May, after 30, May, yeah, yeah. he was normal Francisco Lindor. If that lineup hits the way they're supposed to hit. They won't even need Degrom and Scherzer on some days. They're 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 just going to beat people out of the ballpark with that lineup. The the you know and and as we as we talk here um, a week before the season, Michael Conforto still hasn't signed any place, and you know Met fans know him better than anybody. And it's not my money, so why can't I ask uh, Uncle, Uncle Stevie, Stevie to to say why don't we just because if if Conforto was on your team and and Canna now becomes your, your fourth, fourth outfielder, outfielder, you feel better about you, it. Your team is a lot stronger. You, you're starting to look closer to the Dodgers, and you your feel lineup. more like a Dodger-like yeah, team, yeah, if that's yeah, the case. So that, that's but probably one Uncle time. Steve's also probably thinking, I might be able to save myself $5 million bucks by playing chicken with Michael Conforto. Yeah, well, and, and, and part of that has to do with, and this happened before, that if you wait until after the draft, you don't have to give the compensation for the qualifying offer that the Mets gave Michael Conforto. So, however, the draft this year, because of the, of the season being delayed, is not in June, it's in July. So teams are going to have to wait that much longer to wait to sign him without having to give compensation. So, uh, it should be interesting to see if somebody plays chicken enough to say, you know what, we don't want to wait that long. We'll give the QO. We'll give the compensation. So we say. won't predict World Series winners right now because that feels a little too far out. I agree. Give me your six playoff teams in each division. Okay. Well, in um, each league, um, the the Mets and Braves um, uh, from the East. I'm going to go the Brewers, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have one more team. I'm gonna no, that's six. That's six. Okay, right. So I'm picking the Giants over the Phillies. So that's, that's my that's going to be that's the my swing. The, that's my swing. See, no, this is where it's why I'm going to be playing the Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies, not in any kind of specific order. The mm-hmm. Brewers, the Giants, and the Dodgers. So you're leaving the Padres. out. I'm leaving the Padres for the out Phillies. For okay, the Phillies. okay. Um, and the American League. I'll let you go first. American League. I have the Strohs, the Mariners. Wow. The White Sox. Yep. The Tampa Bay Rays mm-hmm. and the Blue Jays. So I'll go And I need one more. Oh that's right. You have two you have two in each division. No, oh, no, you have two in each division. No, because I just have the White Sox. Just have the White Sox. Okay. Red Sox. Okay. Um I will go uh Rays, Jays, uh, not in that order, because I'm picking the Jays to win the division. I'm gonna go White Sox and Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm gonna go Astros and Angels. Can't wait to see.